97X. Band. The future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode 11. On today's show, the ladies share baby names derived from anatomy and diseases. For those of you who hate Twitter, you'll find details on how to make it awesome. Simone talks about a book she read on the subject of memory, prompting her and Steffi to face off with savant-like commercial recitations from childhood. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong good. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong very well, thank you. This week we were going to talk about baby names, and as boring as that sounds, we'll, we'll make it interesting for you. My co-worker <laughs> came up to me yesterday demanding that I not name my child something cutesy like Honey, because she had a customer and she was going to have to uh, refer to her as Honey, and the lady was like, just call me Honey! And I, wow. I, I can see why that's fucking annoying, because, you know, it's like, that's something you say for somebody really familiar that you love as a term of endearment. That's like a forced term of endearment. It is. Yeah, making someone uh, call you honey. But, I mean, that's your name, so blame the parents. But, anyway, we had a couple of ideas. Call me darling. That's real sweet. Um, But we had some names. Well, no, actually, this is Greg's name. Well, Greg had a name called, you know about Snins, right? Don't you, Stephanie? Barely. Snins. Well, Snins. I know the name, but I don't know the story. Well, Greg had this annoying idea for a name called Snins, and he kept saying, Snins, how about Snins, S-N-I-N-S, and I was like, no, we're not calling a child Snins, so he kept saying Snins, and any time any conversation with anybody about naming a baby would come up, he'd just quietly go, scratch his chin and say, how about Snins, and of course it was widely rejected. Then, maybe I think, I think it must have been four, maybe even five years ago, he was up in Canada and he was being interviewed by uh, a friend of mine named Kirk and his wife, Debbie, who was also my friend, she was pregnant at the time and I didn't really know them that well at the time. I got to know them sort of around this incident <laughs> and, uh, uh-huh. and, and uh, Kirk was talking to Greg and said, uh, uh, what should I name our baby? And he said, Snins. Oh, no. So fast forward a few months later. Well, it's the middle name. Her name is Elliot Snins, but now the name has actually, actually occurred. So um, now what was, you said David had a great baby name idea. He did. Well, yeah, because when I was pregnant with Lolly, everyone would say, oh, you're having a girl. What are you going to name her? And David started saying that we were going to call her Labia. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to act like he didn't know what Labia meant. He's like, isn't that a beautiful sounding name? (laughs) But I have a friend who's, she was an OB nurse, like ob- obstetrics nurse. And she, she told me, this is like in the lunchroom at work. She was like, oh my God, I just had a patient who had, you know, a baby, a baby girl. And she said, I just heard the most beautiful name to name my daughter, Placenta. <gasps> oh. And my, my friend, this nurse was like, and I had to tell her, do not, you know what that is, right? Do not name your daughter oh. That's so sad. How do they not know? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. 
Well, this uh, friend of mine that I, I know from the gym, she works in, uh, she's a social worker, and so she's uh, dealing with a lot of poor, uneducated people. And so she had, she told me she had tons of names, but she couldn't remember them all. But the one she did remember, what she told me, was that somebody had named that kid Cash Monet. What? Yeah, cash so Money? Yeah, it's spelled Cash Money, but they said Cash Monet. So wow. I really have to pick her brain. I think she said she has a, a list somewhere. I really want to get into those names. Uh, well, there are all these football players. Like, professional football names are hilarious. Like, one of my favorites, this was a few years ago, Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn <laughs> I don't know Johnson. who he played for. But there's all these um, all these players, too, named Amphernee, like spelled A-N-F-E-R-N-E-E. -E -E. What and is they're that? Is it like, it's like not, an epidemic. Oh, is they're it like trying to say Anthony, but with an but F, they like Anthony. They spell it Amphony because that's how they pronounce it. Right, know. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's great contribution uh, for a baby name is Herpes. Herpes. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a nice name? <laughs> Herpes. Herpes Penirial. And um, the the first name is spelled H E R P E S. <laughs> Herpes. So and the middle name is Venereal? Venereal. <laughs> is that what she said? Oh I, I, it's Venereal. <laughs> I am very particular about the pronunciation. So, <laughs> Well, um, Judah's middle name is something that David kind of came up with. Well, this was like a long time ago, but he was, this is was before we had kids, and he was saying that he really liked the word crucial, and he said, I want to write a story about a little boy named Crucial. Uh -huh. And I just, I like that. And I put it on my list because I had a list of baby names I always liked. I've had that forever. And so that's Judah's middle name now. Yeah. <laughs> but, the I mean, it's not a word he invented, but I just kind of liked it because yeah. David had sentiment about it. Yeah, no, it's neat. But then it's spelled with a T rather than a C in the middle. Yeah, I don't know why we did that because I don't think we were trying to be cool. We we're just, it was just, I don't know. Because now I, like I, I don't like fancy spell names. You do? Okay, thanks. Because I think it kind of goes with it. Like the root word is... Um, like crux or something like that, so the T kind of goes. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I like simple kind of spelled names, though. I don't like people yeah. to get too excited about it. But. Yeah, yeah, making it too elaborate. So, Stephanie, you wanted to talk about about Twitter because Twitter was something we had uh, strong feelings about when it when it first started. Well, what were your initial feelings about Twitter? Well, I, rem like, I was excited when I heard about it, it, you know, but then I was like, how can I only say this, whatever I want to say in 140 characters? And so then I got on it and was, I was like, okay, I used to think that blogging was narcissistic. This is really narcissistic. Like, yeah. This is how, and how would you follow, why would you want to follow people like this? Why would anyone be interested in what other people had to say? Because when it first came out, it was presented like, oh, what do you do? You go on there and tell people what you're doing. And I was yeah. like, okay. And I signed up for it. And I had like two friends following and I was following them back. And we'd go out and I'd be like, I'm here doing this. And I did it like two or three times. So I'm like, this is stupid. Who gives a fuck, yeah. you know? So I just kind of ignored it for like a year after that. But yep. then um, then I guess, oh, I think it was when Supergrass were recording their Never To Be Released um, album, sixth album or seventh album. Yeah, seventh album. And that's when, you know, Mick was tweeting about it. So I think that's when we got more into it. Or in Faith No More, when they got back together, they were tweeting about that. So I had reason to get onto it then. And yeah. then that's when I realized, and you and I think we were both on it and still complaining about how stupid it was, but we had to stay on it for these informative reasons. 
Yeah. Do you remember that? And we were still like, this is fucked, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's so narcissistic. But then I realized <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. It's like when people say, I hate TV. It's like, uh -huh. well, what do, what do you mean? Like, what on the TV do you hate? Like, there's so many different yeah. things on it. You know, I mean, overall, it's yes, the quality has diminished. But, you know, it's like, you know, there's different things that you can watch. And it's the same with Twitter because you can just customize it and make it all news related or whatever. You don't have to follow your boring friends who tell you that they're at the Apple store, you know. <laughs> I unfollowed someone when they did that. I'm like, I don't give oh, a Oh, I always, I unfollow someone almost every day. Oh, really? Just, yeah, but then I follow people too, so my number is kind of the same all the time. Yeah, yeah. But I just, like, it was so gratifying to hear how the album was coming along. Like, I was like, you know, I'm absolutely staying on top of this Twitter thing. And you could, you know, in order to see what's happening, I'll, I'll suffer through all the other idiots on here. But Yeah, you, but it you doesn't know, even have to out, have idiots. I mean, you can cut the you idiots don't have out. To. You can make it what you want it to be. You can exactly. follow just the good people. So I wanted yeah, so to talk about people say I don't like it, follow. I'm like, why not? You, then you, you haven't done it right. You've followed a bunch of shitty people. That's your problem. It's like people who say they don't like Facebook. I'm like, you are doing the wrong thing with it then. Because yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. an inherently good thing that you should like. No. Um, but I, I'm totally in love with Humblebrag, this Twitter account. It's just at uh -huh. Humblebrag. And what they do is they retweet people who are trying to to do that thing where they give like a self-effacing brag about right. something. Like, like oh, um you know, President Obama just told me that my hair color is too brassy. Or, you know, oh, right. So like it's that. it's kind of insulting to them. But, oh, President Obama but, said it. But the big brag is that they were with Obama right, or they're in right, the VIP right. section. Or they just had these guys, you know, whistle at them when they are wearing their sweats and look like crap. Like there's a lot of those that get retweeted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hilarious. I love it. Yeah, I've I've got to got to get into that. I I tweeted something the other day. Oh yeah, no, I did. I I don't think I was being humble though, because yeah, because when I was at Edinburgh Castle, <laughs> this Japanese girl, she was like sitting on, on the bed, and there was nothing interesting behind me. I was sitting there because I had to, to to write something for work. So I I was sitting on the bench, and this girl sat next to me, and her friend was taking a picture. I'm like, should I get out of the way? I'm like, no, there's nothing to. I'm not blocking anything. I'm like, whatever. So I didn't I didn't do anything, and then. She walked back up to her friend and then she came back. She's like, do you mind if I get my picture with you? And she's like, she's like, I, I think you look like a movie star. And I was Aww. like, oh, and I was like, touch, you know, why wouldn't I be? And, you know, I didn't know if they were taking the piss out of me, but if they were, I didn't care. So <laughs> I just agreed to take the picture. <laughs> but then I tweeted about it and I'm like, my, I don't think that was a humble brag. I was just like, yeah, I just said, no. thanks. We well, I said, thanks, weird Japanese girl for saying I look yeah. like a movie star and wanting to take your picture with me. I just think it's pretty blunt. I don't know. What do yeah. you think? Do you think that qualifies? Well, no, I did the same thing like last last week like some guy was like said can I get my picture with you and then I was like I'm fan I tweeted it I go I'm fancy someone wanted their picture with me <laughs> yeah no see that's not humble you're not hiding the fact you're just coming out and saying this yeah. you know this thing it's when people are trying to slot it in as it like yeah no big deal I had to really unfollow somebody who just tweets like that all the time and I know the reality of what a lot of what they're saying so I just <laughs> I think I know who you're talking me. about and I yeah. unfollowed them too <laughs> oh you did yeah <laughs> did you find the same thing oh yeah within like five minutes yeah exactly so yeah <clears throat> it's annoying nobody's buying it 
Um, anyway. I'm, I'm always paranoid that some, you know, the people who follow me that I actually, I care about their opinions. Like I'll check. I'm like, are they still following me or have I annoyed them too much? Yeah. <laughs> there's like, that whole aspect of Twitter that I think it's almost better if you just keep it antisocial and just use it to follow entertainment things. Cause then you can't get your feelings hurt. Yeah. It's the best because, um, I follow, well, I follow this account, this guy whose name is Dong Attack. Yes. <laughs> And just by hearing his name, I don't know how I've, I think it suggested it to me because of Dong Teeny, like Twitter suggested I follow Dong Attack. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care what he's tweeting about. I want to follow him for that yeah. name. And he's but actually he freaking hysterical. Yeah. So he followed me. Did I tell you? He did? He did. I was so excited. Oh, good. I don't think he follows me even. Oh, that's but, um I love old man search. Because um, I think it's a spoof. I think it's just a joke where this guy says, I, you know, he says in his Twitter description, I set my dad up with this Twitter account and I told him it's Google and he's 80, you know. So it's kind of like a shit my dad says, except oh, I yeah, think yeah, this yeah. is fake. But it's all things like, like, um, Diane saw your swimsuit photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I followed them for a while, but then I think I unfollowed it because I wasn't. Oh, as, OK. Yeah. yeah, but I did like it. I want to read you from Old Folks Home. Do you know about that? No. Uh, it's uh, a lady. She's the um, uh, the manager or administrator at... Uh, no, she, she's like the, the main person who runs this Old Folks Home somewhere in England. So she tweets the, the <laughs> what the old people say. And it's really oh hilarious. And it's, sin- and it's sincere, too. So um, here's, here's one example. Albert. What the hell is that noise coming from the wireless? Cleaner. It's Kiss FM. Albert, kiss my ass. <laughs> and then um, Stanley. All right, Davy, you're up early. What happened? Shit the bed? Ha 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 ha. David. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, Old Folks Home is great. I highly recommend it. It's at the Old Folks Home if uh, you're listening. But we'll put links to all the, the, the recommendations oh, we're making. Um, but other than, than, I mean, you know, I like to follow things like that, but I really like following, yeah, news and, you know, like Jezebel's really good for just, Jezebel's you know, so good. gossipy stuff. Because it's got a, a slight feminist slant, but not overly so, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's really fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, just the funny. right amount of... Yeah, their perspective on it is funny. It's yeah, like it's a reasonable. feminist perspective. Yeah, but not overly so. So I like Jezebel. I love, um, have you heard of Dad Boner? Dad Boner? No. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do it's I really want funny. to know about Dad Boner? I don't think I do. <laughs> I Continue. don't know why he calls it that. He's just funny. So. Okay. I love Neil Hamburger. Yes. <laughs> I psychotically love what Neil Hamburger does to Britney Spears. It's like More my favorite fans. thing ever. Yes. It's the best. And, so and then he also stupid. like. Yeah. Well, like what's the last thing he's done to Britney? I haven't checked in a couple of days. Um, I'm not sure. He, you know, I mean, all he has to do is just say that she lip syncs and eats a lot of chicken McNuggets and they fucking go (laughs) off. (laughs) They can't handle the truth about, you know, their goddess. (laughs) What did he say about Preston when she tweeted, happy birthday, Preston, you're growing up so fast. Uh, Preston, happy birthday. My little baby is growing up. And then Neil adds prematurely aging as he's distraught over your poor performances. Like, I love how he'll retweet something stupid that Tide or Burger King says. Like, yes. Like, the other day, Tide was like, how would you get one of your friends to try Tide? And Neil <laughs> Hamburger goes, urinate into their clothes closet. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
That's right. Like, it was the stupidest tweet that deserves the stupidest response. It was. But one of his biggest triumphs was that he uh, he tweeted something at Applebee's that had the word rape in it. And then oh, yeah. Applebee's <laughs> tweeted back, fucking idiots, should have ignored it. They tweet back, rape is no laughing matter. <laughs> so, of course, he retweets it and everyone else retweets it. So, like, Applebee's talking about rape gets, like, retweeted hundreds of times. Well, he, like, he made Axe Body Spray totally change their marketing technique. Yes, I think <laughs> he, he made did. such fun of them. I they know. Cha- they had to completely revamp it or something. Do you still have the link to... What was that article about how they changed it? it so oh yeah, we, we 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 can put it. Well, they just had it pulled because he uh, they didn't like that he was. Yeah, he was trying to get head an art contest for people to make an ad for Axe Body Spray with a picture of a guy from the sex offender registry. <laughs> <laughs> so that was up for a couple of hours and then it was pulled. So so yeah. good. Yeah. So let's see. Now, I read a book recently. Actually, I just finished it a couple of days ago. And it was about, about memory. Because, you know, I'm really obsessed with remembering stuff and, and being <laughs> smart. And I want to remember as much stuff as, stuff as I can so that people think I'm really awesome. Um, but <laughs> and, um, like, I memorized, like, a year ago, I memorized all the countries in the world. So... I just do shit wow. like that. So I read, so I found this book about memory, and I was like, I have to read this. And it's called Moonwalking with Einstein by a guy named Joshua Foer. And um, so I was really hoping it would, uh, you know, unlock the key and that I could be, you know, quadruply awesome in remembering stuff. But what I learned, so he starts out, he's just got an average memory, you know, forgets where he placed his keys and that sort of thing, like we all do. So he started, you know, just reading up about learning and interviewing people about memory. And then he covered the, um, the U.S. Memory Championship. And he hooked memory up with championships. Of, yeah, there, there are these championships where people like they have to <laughs> memorize as many decks of cards as they can in an hour, and um, memorize. Can a, you be a, autistic, or are you disqualified automatically? Actually, th- there is you... a chapter about that because this guy entered it, and he says he was uh, a savant, but um, Joshua was not sure if he actually was. So, so yeah, mm. I don't think that there's nothing in there saying it's a, there's a limitation to that, but. Um, uh, but anyway, so he covers the World Memory Championship and then he meets up with these other memory experts and, and they say, oh, we reckon if you train for a year, you could be in this next year. So he, you know, he's practicing and practicing. Meanwhile, you know, learning stuff about the history of, of memory and all that kind of thing. But he, he does all this stuff. He can memorize all these decks of cards and long sequences of numbers and all this crazy shit. He ends up winning the U.S. championship, memory championship after a year of studying. So it's like, great. Oh. But then... Like after he's, you know, he's done all his research and stuff, he and he was also tested by um, some scientists in Florida, and you know they test him on some things. And I guess there's like a seven number, like we sort of peak at seven numbers. If someone gives you like a string of consecutive numbers, we pretty much remember about seven, maybe give or take two, but the average is just seven. Like our brain just kind of cut out. So he did all the retests after his year of studying, and it was still like he hadn't improved very much. And then shortly after, he went out to dinner with his friends, took the subway home, and then realized that he had driven to dinner. Like, it, wow. <laughs> like you, can, you can teach your brain all these tricks to, to, to consciously remember stuff, but it didn't seem that he had any luck actually improving his overall memory, which was kind of disappointing. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Because, well, David has said with card counting that he does, like this blackjack stuff, where it's just memorization of, of or not, not so much that, but um, keeping track of the count in the deck to, yeah. as the shoe comes out. 
<clears throat> he says that he he's really good with um, estimating. Like if we're grocery shopping, he can like keep track of how much we're spending in his head with like no ah. problem. That's kind of weird. And he also can remember long lists. Like if I tell him to get something, like stuff at Target, he can remember like ten things, like just repeating it in his head. So. Yeah. No. Well, they taught in the book. It teaches you the. Um, it's called a memory palace. I don't know if that's what hmm. David's using, but you find like a place that's very familiar. So in my case, or in, in most people's case, you use like your childhood home. And mm -hmm. you, you, you think of that place. And what you do is you, you have the object. So they had a list in the book. And the first list um, on the object was pickled garlic. I don't know what pickled garlic looks like, but you kind of you <laughs> create an image to, 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 for that. So I just mm -hmm. created like a jar, like, like I made a pickled, so I made a green. So I made like the garlic was in a jar and it was kind of green. And that's not a very elaborate image, but it's an image mm -hmm. that I'm remembering. And then you put it somewhere in the in the house. So I mean, this guy I put it on the driveway. We have this like mound in my in our driveway at my parents' house, so I just put it there. Mm -hmm. And then there's this little trellis in the middle of the footpath. So the next thing to remember was cottage cheese. So you just put in your mind, you put a giant tub of cottage cheese in that point in the in the house because you're very good at remembering uh, uh, visual things rather than words. So when people are trying to memorize things by words, it doesn't work as well as when you try mm. to remember images. So and and so uh, the real trick for, for centuries actually, and the church used to have a real problem with this for remembering stuff, is that uh, you make it kind of as dirty and foul as possible because that that <laughs> makes it extra memorable. So like in the book, the the guy that was training him said picture like Claudia Schiffer in a tub of cottage cheese like smearing it all over herself you know like <laughs> naked you know and, and, but like that's what people they, they do and that's how you make these memories memorable and and then the next thing on the list I put in the little ledge just outside my parents front door was um, Pete smoked salmon I don't even know what that looks like but like I can see it and I, just the three things they just came boom 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 to my head and I, it was like a 15 item list and I remember it because I I did that and, you, and so that, that, I wonder if that's how David's doing it but it's a very uh, it's a very interesting thing but the thing is we have external memories now with our bones and all this electronic stuff that there's not as much reason to like bother constructing that whole thing for a shopping list you know I'm sorry I'm still thinking about Claudia Schiffer smearing herself with cottage cheese <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's that but hot. that's the thing is is the kids are asking about phones and you know when we're watching the like I've gotten them into the Cosby show because something nice. we all like and they're like those phones are weird did you guys all have to share a phone and wait for people <laughs> to call you and remember I'm like yeah we had to remember phone numbers they're like what and then it's a problem, though, because I'm like, how am I going to get them to memorize our number? Like, they need to know it yeah. if they don't have phones, but they, you know, they don't have them yet. God, I don't know. They're probably going to need them soon. But anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I had my whole address and phone number memorized when I was like three. My parents just told yeah. me all that. Well, they don't know I still all that remember stuff? all my addresses and all my phone numbers from, my, from being like three on. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? Do, do they still not have that memorized? They don't. I don't think they need to. Well, they need to, but it's just not emphasized. And if you aren't calling people, like, you know, I just well, remember. Well, why can't you just do that today? <laughs> well, we do. Like, yeah, I know. But it's because they're not as motivated to know how. Because I was motivated to call my friend Rhonda and my friend Sarah. And I still remember all their numbers. But this numbers. is a like, safety Rhonda was 442 issue. 442-9072. And Sarah was 443-0696. And you know, I just remember, like, the shape of, <laughs> like, there was a diamond, you know, or, or like, a, <laughs> a trapezoid, if I was calling them, like, the dialing on the keypad. Anyway, it was just, I was motivated to remember them. But wasn't it, isn't it a safety issue for the kids to know their address and phone number? Yeah, if they, if they were getting something, like, if they knew that, they're just like, oh, yeah, safety, whatever. So it's like, it's, I have to motivate them harder, and, and they're just less 
But I don't understand the motivation thing because I can remember um, long commercials from when I was about 10 or 11, which yeah. is really weird. Like, I, I think I'm autistic or, or something's weird there. Oh, we should totally each do one of our commercials. You can do that <laughs> bedazzle thing. And I'll do the, the McDonald's uh, okay. menu, okay? So I memorized. Yeah, in 1990, there was, I think they had an American version, but the menu in Australia is a bit different. So this is the Australian version of... Um, the McDonald's menu. Hi, can I take your order, please? I'll have a Big Mac, quarter pounder, filler, fish, McFist, as well as junior burger and cheeseburger, chicken and nuggets, six and nine, with four delicious sauces and some golden French roast, small or large, and to drink some orange juice with cooked. No, my pet diet cook, a fat, despite the kind of shakes, chocolate, chobie, and vanilla, coffee, tea, or apple pie, cookies, and three different sundaes, hot chocolate, quadra, caramel, and maybe strawberry, yeah, my favorite. Maybe breakfast, hash browns, English muffins, jam and marmalade, too. bacon, egg, muffin, plus big breakfast, or some scrambled eggs. I love McDonald's, good time, great taste, and I get this all at one place. And then the girl says, right, so let me get this straight. You'll have a big Mac, quarter pounder, and then it trails off. <laughs> like, just press all the buttons, bitch. <laughs> all right, so go do your commercial. You did it the other day. It was so great. Oh, that one. I, I have, like, several that I'm fond of, but I can, I can do the longest one. Because this one, okay, there was, on, like, on Nickelodeon in, like, let's see, 85, I was 10, this, this commercial for something called a punch kit was on, like, every day, like, three times a day. And I figured out, after a while, that I just knew the whole thing. I started saying it along. It goes, imagine making all these beautiful needlecraft creations without knowing a single stitch. You can with a fabulous new punch kit because all you do is punch. Pick your favorite pattern and iron it on. Hold your punch tool just like a pencil and watch a lovely design spring into life. Use your punch kit to create pictures, pills and quilts, fashion accessories, wearing apparel, holiday decorations, and much, much more with the specialty we offer you. will get the punch tool two tips, instant threader, instruction, hoop, punch bucket with over 20 patterns, cloth and thread to get you started right away. Plus, it's a fabulous TV bonus. You'll get these handy folding scissors and an extra 50 full-size iron-on patterns. Order your own punch kit today. It's a 995 <laughs> Posted in handling to punch kit box three four double three Omaha Nebraska six eight one three four. That's nine ninety five plus two dollars to punch kit box three four double three Omaha. Delivery of your kids guaranteed and insured by one of America's leading insurance companies. And so that was like my my special talent. It's fantastic. <laughs> but now it's really fucking weird that I can still remember no, all that like awesome. twenty years later. It's awesome. Okay, so my friend Ryan, he's my very good friend, and we talk about him on here a lot. But he's one of the most hysterical Gay people Ryan. I know. Yay, Ryan! <laughs> Gay, I thought you said yay, Ryan, but you no. said gay, Ryan, didn't well, you? Well, yeah, only because he took issue with it in the comments. So. <laughs> he did. That was you that said it. I don't know what to call him, Ryan. What should we call no, you? Because the just, only thing about Ryan. you that's interesting is that you're gay. That's the only way I can tell you apart from all the other Ryans. That's right. Just kidding. Yes. So, Let's make um, sure we put people's sexual orientation in front of their names. <laughs> Always. Just because the viewers need to know. <laughs> So Ryan put this Facebook Facebook note up the other day, and he titled it, I amuse myself and no one else at work. <laughs> and he said, he works at um, San Francisco State University, uh-huh. and uh, this is how he started out his note. He goes, I'm working on an event, and I asked my doe-eyed intern, Ethan, to help me with an e-blast that will go out to 40,000 people. I asked Ethan to make a collage of headshots and tweak them in Photoshop. In one of the photos, the speaker has a flower pinned to his blazer. I told Ethan that rather than crop in on the speaker's face, he should crop in on the flower and enlarge it. <laughs> he knew I was just kidding, so I went back to my desk and sent him this email. So, <laughs> from Ryan to Ethan. Hi, Ethan. I just talked to Dave, the boss, about images, and he wanted me to reiterate how much he likes that floral thing on Sal's jacket. <laughs> he just sent me this urgent message from his phone. See below. And so he put the whole header and everything, making it look like it was <laughs> from the boss. <laughs> the subject line is, in all caps, we mustn't be without that flower. 
Hey, Ryan, make sure that when Ethan designs the photo spread for the sports event that he crops and enlarges the flower on Sal Sakovich's lapel. No need for a face. That's what people will expect. The flower is all that matters. (laughs) And so like 30 minutes later, Dave writes back. He goes, are you messing with me again? You really want me to use the flower? (laughs) And so (laughs) Ryan says, Ethan. Dave might come and talk to you about the design, but you should ignore everything he says. Just crop that flower and let's get this photo spread together. Time is (laughs) wasting. (laughs) So Ethan writes back. Dave just came over and says, you're just messing with me and I shouldn't use the flower. Sorry. Ryan goes, Ethan, Dave just came by to talk to me now. He said he's messing with you and gave me new directions. You don't have to crop in on the flower, but he would like you to cut it out and place it in Val's clenched teeth like a flamenco dancer. Thanks for all the hard work you do. <laughs> so like an hour goes by and, and nothing from Ethan. Ryan writes him again and goes, Ethan, I haven't heard from you in a while. What's the status of the flower? <laughs> Roses, Ryan. Ethan goes, I'm not doing it. <laughs> then Ryan says, Ethan, the blood is on your hands at the very least. Please crop in on Sal's tie and use the abstract design on those fibers as a background for the rest of the photo design. Don't disappoint me. This is real. (laughs) Tulips, Ryan. (laughs) Ethan goes, sorry, I'm going to eat lunch now. And Ryan goes, Ethan, how can you be thinking about food? Get to work and maybe I'll get you a bouquet of lilies if you do a good job. Lunch is beneath you. Hi, Granger, Ryan. And that was the end of the correspondence. That's so awesome. Maybe we need to relabel him Hilarious Ryan. He put a picture of the guy, and so I'm going to post that on the the website. Is it a picture of the flower? The picture of the guy with the flower? Oh, great. He totally looks like his name is Sal Sakovich, too. (laughs) God, I'm really glad my last name isn't Sakovich. Yeah. There was a retarded girl at my school when we were growing up, and her name was Sassica. Why would you, like, have something that sounds like spastic? and name a retarded child dad. What was her name? Say it again. Sassica. Spell it. I think it was like S-A-S-S-I-C-A. Wow. Sassica. I don't know. I just, I, I wouldn't go there. Well, I think that wraps it up. So please visit dongtini.com for supplementary materials from today's episode. And you can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dongtini. I think it's facebook.org, actually. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye. 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 Bye.